You're listening to the Safe and Evolving Podcast, where I share my personal experiences, thoughts, and unsolicited opinions about faith, personal development, relationships, and life in general, to help us become the best version of ourselves. I'm your host, Marcel Umar. Hey guys, how are you doing? Welcome back to my podcast. How have you all been? I hope you've been well, keeping safe. Anyway, today we have an interesting topic to talk about. um, Navigating friendships with non-Christian people. And on the podcast, I have my very, very good friend, my old friend, Adobe. Adobe, say hi. Hi, hi everyone. <laughs> anyway, so Adobe is like my is my friend from high school. We've been friends since way back when, and um, she's just someone I really enjoy talking with because we have very controversial conversations. We always argue, but then somehow, somehow, we always agree to disagree. You get what I mean? Unlike people that you argue, 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 and then insults to enter and different things. It's always just, you know, there's no bad blood when we argue about stuff. It's always so nice to hear her opinion on issues and all. But today, we're not talking about anything controversial, Sha. It's just random, something yeah. regular that I'm sure a lot of us Christians have thought about or tried to figure out at some point. Yeah, navigating friendships with non-Christian people. So, Adobe, what can you say? How do you navigate your friendships? I'm sure you have some friends that are not Christian. Maybe people who are atheists or people who are Muslims or people who just, they can't even be bothered about anything spiritual. How do you, how do you do I it? think for me, for me, it's, it's, I, I, I look at this situation in two, from two um, perspectives. So when I first um, went back to the faith, mm. so a lot of people don't know, but I, I mean, I was born Christian like everyone else, but I left for about four years, yes, I think. So. I kind of like left the faith because I, I mean, I wasn't atheist, but I just wasn't interested in religion, really. And so I, so in those four years, my worldview had changed. The things I listened to, the friends I had, the opinions I had, had changed so but when i decided to go back to god mm-hmm. i i felt drastic I, I cut out everyone from my life i think for about two years yes year. she cut me I, off guys me too but, <laughs> but I, I cut everyone out because i really the friends i had in my life kind of they couldn't it wasn't it wasn't gonna gel with the the life that I wanted to pursue and this is me so because I was a Christian because I was born a Christian I didn't really know the faith I needed time to study my faith know why I'm believing what I what I'm about to believe and I can't do that whilst still you know like being you know so I had to take myself out of that situation and just kind of immerse myself in the things of God and I did that, and you know, I, I thought again that my faith had, 
you know, increased and improved. And after like a year or a year and a half or something, I started, you know, we could, I mean, not all of them, because I felt like, I, I, I felt like some of them was, it was a done deal. Like they, they never, it's never going to be, it's not like, okay, you're, I'm Christian and not, but we can agree to disagree. It's yeah. like, no, why are you Christian? It's like the opium of the masses, whatever. So I knew that they were going to react, you know, very negatively. And to be honest, I didn't feel like those friendships were worth saving. Yeah. I just I let them go, yeah. and I, like in my life now. So that was the fair. That was that perspective, and I would. I mean, this is something that I would suggest. Of course, it's not a one size fits all. But when you decide to like really focus on God more, you gotta sit down and think, like, because your friends are a huge part of your life. Yes, yeah, so friends, who, what you believe, how you believe, who you are. So you gotta sit down and think. Okay, is this friendship worth saving? Mm-hmm. Is this, is this um, because the thing is, your soul is what's more important. Yeah. I don't know. If you, this person gonna be a detriment to my soul, and if they're gonna be a detriment, then they're not worth me trying to. Run. For me, it's no hard feelings. Like if I see them tomorrow, like, hey, hi, what's up? I don't yeah. have any hard feelings about them, but I just needed to save my soul, and that was how I was able to do it. But it, but I've I've come I've kind of like graduated from that to because I live in Europe. Europe is a very secular country. Like it's so safe. No nobody believes in God. No one even cares. <laughs> so I have friends who are not Christian. I have a friend. I have some who are skeptics who are agnostic. So who are who have questions. And I also have friends who like you who are Christian yeah. but not Catholic. Yeah. So we so we have differences like that as well. Yeah. But I think for me, the key to navigating this friendship is that where we can have conversations, like you said, where we can agree to disagree. Yeah. You're not gonna. I, I'm not because a lot of people think that especially a lot of like um people who have questions about the faith, but a lot of a lot of non Christians, yeah. they believe that. If I say Christianity is one of the many ways to yeah. God, that is the crux. When I think of all my non-Christian friends, that's the problem they have. They say, "Why is it? Why is Christianity the only way? Only why way, can't it be just exactly. your way?" So that so it's on me to say, "Look, it's not my opinion. Take my opinion with a grain of salt." Mm-hmm. When I decided to pick up this life, I took everything. The yeah. ones that I like, the ones that I didn't like, mm-hmm. and it also—I mean, Jesus Himself said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody else comes to the Father through except yeah. through me." So preach, I cannot sister, come and say preach. that. Oh, you. Woo, preach! <laughs> <laughs> Stop. You. Then I, I then I, I cannot now say you know like okay, if you're Muslim or if you're agnostic or whatever, that's your way and that's my way. Like. That would way that would be me going against my conscience, and I can't do that. So yeah. for me, I think, and I had to pray to God about this a lot because, especially in my life right now, mm-hmm. I am faced with those kind of conversations with people who are non-Christian or people who are who say they're Christian, but they choose to pick and choose they choose yeah. to pick what they like and drop the rest. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe for example, I'm having a conversation with a friend who says he's a Christian. And, you know, I say, well, I don't believe in cohabitation before marriage. And he goes, well, I don't see anything wrong in this. And I go, well, you're a Christian. And he yeah. says, yeah, I know I'm a Christian. In fact, there are so many Christians like that today. Do you know, like, so many. I feel like there are more Christians who who think it's okay choose. to have of course. premarital sex and cohabitate and cohabits. Is it cohabitates? Please, please, you guys yeah, understand do, do, do. English, you, but let's English, English has escaped my, my mind. <laughs> anyway, cohabits, 
<laughs> with um intending partners they think it's okay meanwhile if you're a christian honestly it is wrong it is very it is very wrong. plain and simple but like and, and i think the excuse that they give because i've had conversations with people like this and say oh well you know you need we to can't get to know them skills. before oh, you marry God understands. or some people say you, you have to even check and be sure that you can get married to the person is it by me, it just, somebody it's exactly so you know what though like forget a christian perspective this whole cohabitation thing the research has shown that people who cohabitate before marriage are more likely to get divorced yes, than no. people who don't yeah, yeah. So, so it goes against our reasoning of oh well if i live with this person then i can know how they are mm-hmm. before i get married to them so basically that's one of the many ways one of the of or christians who say that you know gay marriage is right i, yeah. I don't believe that because the bible doesn't say mm-hmm. that so yeah. for me it's like when i decided to take the faith i did not i, I said like, i would never cherry pick because i'm not i'm not i'm not taking christianity to fit my life i'm fitting my life to the life of christ yeah, exactly. i'm myself to him yeah so even the things that are uncomfortable for me i have to pray and ask the lord for the holy spirit so that i can conform myself to him and so so i i think that um and I prayed about this a lot because the last couple of months I was getting a lot of, you know, like flack from my friends, either like there's this particular friend I have, she's Christian, but she's not Catholic. And she normally like, you know, she like literally tears the Catholic church into pieces. Mm. I have friends who are, who are Christian, who are not Christians, who talk about, who talk badly about Christianity. Yeah. And a problem for me before was that I could have a simple conversation with you but like when it starts to get personal, then I get upset. Mm. So I spoke to someone about it and he said, um, you need to detach your emotions from this, from your apostolate work. Yeah. Because when, yeah. when you go to it, one starts to like say like maybe start to ad hominem attacks or belittle your person. Mm-hmm. Then you now and then the whole message that you're trying to, to, to send is gone. Yeah. Because now you've got that person yeah. so I really have to pray about it and I say God like I don't really want to attach my emotion to this I just I just want to say my piece like yeah. when they ask me questions I want you to speak through me and let it go like it doesn't mm-hmm. matter how they take it or um, how um, how they re- how they respond to it if, yeah. if they respond to it well that's fine but my job is to talk and the, and the holy spirit's job is to convict yeah i totally agree and i used to be very obsessed yeah, with trying me, to convict even me i i used to be like that when talking to non-christians or people who who claim to be christians and are saying things that are opposite of what the bible says i used to get really angry and before you know it Seth, i'll start sound throwing insults and i'm like okay i'm a christian i'm trying to defend the gospel but honestly god did not send me to do it this way even on twitter you know mm-hmm. how twitter is now people make mm-hmm. say very unreasonable things and and they call yeah. themselves christians i'm like wait what but i just have yeah. to learn Sham. just preach the message yeah. say your peace and leave if they like they should understand if they like they should not just pray that they do but going back and forth because the truth is that a lot of these people Many of them are not asking those questions or making those statements because they want My to learn. My point exactly. They just want to argue and yes. make you feel stupid. Yes. So yes. 
If you now get angry, you will not be giving them right. It's even discernment. Like you want to do discern, you want to discern. You want to is this person really asking because they want to yeah. bait me or because they really want to learn? Mm-hmm. And to be honest, if they want to bait you, then I just think that there's no need. You're wasting yeah. your time. But if yeah. they're really interested in learning, then you can like, you know, have a conversation with them. So I feel like that's another thing you want to do. You want to pick your battles because like you said, if you keep going back and forth, I don't know if they're you, you're exasperated. Exactly. The person is, has just made a fool out of themselves and you and nothing has been gained on either party. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like, if you can see that this is just to, you know, like sound, like St. Paul would say, like sound wise, like the world, yes, in, in the way of exactly. the world. <laughs> all this or saying all these demeaning things mm-hmm. they're being smart or they're being you know like intellectuals and they want to portray you as being dumb you know yeah. for having faith yeah things if you see that that's where it's going honestly just mm-hmm. drop it it's not yeah. it's not worth it exactly when having these conversations about faith like the your goal should not be to win an argument if you get what i mean like you shouldn't just be about oh i must win this argument and show this person that i'm right because you can win the argument and then the person has really not learned anything. The person is not a step closer to Christ. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, for me, I feel like when choosing friends or when maybe you already have those friends who are not Christians and maybe you were in the world with them and then you became saved. I feel like the things you need to ask yourself, first of all, why am I friends with this person? Okay, am I friends with this person because I genuinely love this person and want the best for this person and want this person to be saved? Or am I friends with this person because I am um, attracted to their life, their worldly lifestyle, if you get what I mean? Because there are some friends that just see the life they are living and you're just attracted to them and you just want to be friends with them. You do know that okay, what this person is doing is not right, but then you like it and you feel you feel like you deep down you want to do those things, and then it's only when you have those kind of friends you can do it. Do you understand what I mean? I feel like yeah, I had sure. when I wasn't when my faith was still here and there, and I was not so serious. There are some friends. I'm being honest. There are some friends I kept in one corner because I just liked that their lifestyle i felt like that i had that kind of character in me and it's only around them i could be that way if you, do you get and i couldn't For be sure. that that yeah. way with my christian friends because i feel yeah. i was feeling like they're going to judge me and all of that so it's just those certain friends that if i wanted to misbehave and all of that that yeah. i'll have around so yeah ask yourself why am i friends with this person and be honest with yourself number two when you're friends with those people you have to be honest. Are you the one that is being transformed or they are the ones? That's it. Because it's so, easy, it's so easy for you to think, oh, nah, I can't be influenced. I have a very strong character. Do you get it? I don't follow the crowd, blah, blah. And when you have people who are close friends and you hang out with them all the time, it's so difficult for you to even notice when you are changing. You know, people who hang around, hang around each other all the time they start to act the same way do you get what i mean you will not know when of you're course. being you will not know when you're being like them doing things like them so you have to ask yourself am i being transformed or are they changing are they becoming more christ-like or am i becoming like them number two do you find yourself minimizing your 
um standards yes. and values uh, yes around yes. them do you get downplaying your standards and values for this is an example of what i noticed in my life when i because i have quite a number of muslim friends and so <clears throat> it's not as if i used to pretend around them they knew i was christian they, i knew they were muslim like genuine friends i love them they love me and all but i noticed then if i had to pray around them or you know pray for them or even when we were in class Seth, and they asked me to pray i was always so conscious of mentioning jesus do you get because it's so it's easier to mention god around them oh um, we mm-hmm. ask God that this, we pray God that. But when it comes to Jesus, I used to feel like ah, they will feel offended, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, I shouldn't have done that because Jesus mm-hmm. is our God. Do you get to us? Jesus is God. Mm-hmm. So other faiths mm-hmm. and religions, they say, oh, God is the same. But deep down, we know God, God is not the same in all religions. And Jesus is God. God mm-hmm. is Jesus. So I should be bold mm-hmm. enough to, you know, call Jesus when I'm praying because it is through him we actually pray. Do you get what I mean? So I fa- I found myself minimizing and you know compromising and shrinking myself and trying not to offend anybody. Those are things you should watch out for. And we're not saying that okay, oh, you shouldn't be friends with non-Christians. That's not what this podcast is about. Follow me, quote me. <laughs> we're saying that you should be careful. You should be, be yes, you should be discerning. You should be very yeah. sensitive. And know how to navigate so that you don't get sucked into another, you know, faith or way of life that you shouldn't find yourself. Let me, I think, honestly, I, I want to add two things to what you said. And then I, I'll even give an anecdote to kind of buttress mm-hmm. what you're trying to say. Because one way to really, I think, navigate those problems that you mentioned is something that... Um, my boyfriend always says to me, like, mm-hmm. you should always have unity of life. It's yeah. called unity of life. So when you're in church and you're in a party or you're in with your friends who are non-Christian, you're mm-hmm. the same person. So you're not, you're not a different person in one, because yeah. that thing that you're talking about happens to me. I still, I struggle with it, but I think I've gotten better over time because it used to be really, really yeah. bad before. Like when I'm with my, especially with at work, yeah. Um, all my friends at work don't even care. I, I remember one time, um, I told them I was celibate till marriage, mm-hmm. and you know, it was. It, it, I feel like the, their reaction was like I just said um, I was raped or something. Like they were very, wow. they were very like, yeah, it was, it was, it was. We were having dinner because mm-hmm. um, I was an intern, and the interns we normally like have to, like to have dinners in everyone's house once a month. Mm-hmm. And we went to one of their houses and I think it just came up. I think, I think, I don't know how, I don't remember we were talking and I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm, I don't do that. You know? And they were like, why? And I was like, oh, I'm celibate. And they were just like, they're so confused, shocked. Yeah, wow. Like, like it's so alien. Like, you know, you know us in Nigeria, we, we're used to hearing stuff like this, but I think for them, it was like, watch the scene. Like, yeah. so, and they were like, why? And I found myself like stuttering and mumbling. And I was like, yeah, because my faith, um, I believe that my faith says no. And I believe it. And they say, why is God going to punish you or something? And I say, well, I was like, I don't know. I just rattled off something. Mm. I don't even remember. <laughs> but I felt so, emba- I, I felt so embarrassed, like mm. so embarrassed. Like I got home, I was thinking about it. Like, so, and, and in other situations, for example, 
those kind of things will come up when I know and like you said listen very closely to your yeah. intuition when you feel a need when when for example when something derogatory is said about about the faith or something or something wrong mm. it is your duty as a Christian to speak up yeah because because and I, I mean you're gonna it is I mean you sound you look like a coward if, exactly. if imagine if somebody called me and said something bad about Mattel and I'm just listening to them say all the mm-hmm. all the things that mm-hmm. I know are obviously wrong mm-hmm. about myself and I don't yeah. say anything. Yeah. Does it matter that I don't that I don't think that I don't I that I know that it's wrong but I don't say it doesn't matter because I don't defend you yeah. as my friend. Mm-hmm. So I think that another thing we need to do and I'm learning as well is to be able to um Speak up yeah. when you need to, I, and of course, th- these things are very important because you don't want to you don't want to come off as a goody two shoes. Mm-hmm. So you have to be very int- intentional yeah. about um, the things that you decide to speak up on. If it's if your opinion, I do it. For example, I do it if I know it's blatantly disrespectful to my faith. Yeah. I will say something, or if I'm if my opinion is solicited. Mm-hmm. But if it's a passing, I mean, if it's something that is, I don't consider important, or if it's something that is passing. I, I try to, you know, stay, take a step back and I just pray for them. But if it's mm-hmm. something that I feel like it's so grievous that I have to address, mm-hmm. I will. And that thing about discernment, like, so so this time, I think last year, I was like very strong in my faith. You know, like, you know, the Christian life, one moment you're, you're strong, the, the next moment you're like, you know, yeah. flaking and getting behind and all that stuff. And, you know, for some reason, I, I found myself doing that towards the end of last year. I don't know. I didn't even notice it. And I just had a friend who pointed it out to me later, early this year. I had stopped, you know, praying as much. And I didn't even really care if I didn't pray. Maybe I just say prayer once a week. And I would just say, oh, God, oh, I didn't read my Bible. I didn't go to church mm. anymore. If I go, I would drag myself. But in my mind, I don't know how, but in my mind, I had, you know, the way the human mind is, I'd made excuses for myself. Oh, I'm busy. But I prayed yesterday, so it's fine. So, and because of, and I would go for, I had not been, I haven't been, for example, me, I had not, before last year, I had not gone clubbing in like, I don't know, two, three years. Mm -hmm. But then I had friends who were going clubbing one night Mm -hmm. and... You know, I felt like I had a I had a battle of wills there. Ah, I don't like, okay, the club last me? year. Not tell me now. <laughs> I don't know. It didn't, <laughs> it didn't come up. I went for a bridal shower, and I, they were like, "Oh, let's go clubbing." And if it was the old man, I'd be like, "Nope, I don't. I'm not interested." Yeah. But I don't know for some reason, like like you said, mm-hmm. one thing there's a piece about sin that I always put in the back of my mind mm. that the more the first time you sin. It's so grievous, like oh my god! But the more you do it, yeah. the more your conscience is deadened. Yes, now that's how so it was not, with premarital sex for me. Not, thank you. <laughs> maybe you're, you're touching one day. Oh, yeah. okay, it's just touching. Maybe you feel bad about it, but you say, "Oh, well, we just touch. Nothing happened." Mm-hmm. And before you know it, you're full blown yeah. insane, and you don't even realize it because your conscience is dead. Mm-hmm. And so, what exactly. you want to do is especially navigating this kind of relationships is you have to you have to you have to strengthen your conscience because i'm still friends with these people that i went out mm-hmm. with but i will never go out with them to a club anymore yeah like if they want to they want to hang out i'm sure i mean i can hang out with you but i'm not gonna go out to a place that i know would compromise my faith yeah do you get what i mean yeah so um and also i was gonna ask you like a- another thing that i feel like we would we would have to face in this kind of situation is 
the, the most common um, pushback is don't judge me. Don't judge mm. me. Mm. Who I used to judge. So like, how would you respond to those kind of comments of that that pertain to oh, who I used to say, whatever? Don't judge me. That kind of thing. Yeah. Like, how would you respond to that? I was going to get there actually, um, especially when you know your friend tells you something that they did, something you don't ag- agree with. So, for example, let's say I have this friend that is still having sex and all of that. And she comes to meet me. Oh, I just had sex with this guy. Blah blah blah. Honestly, I feel like before then, actually, let's let's before they don't judge me. I feel like we should be very open and honest about our stance on issues. Do you get what I mean? So, for example, now that clubbing issue, um, it happened to me too last year. Some of my friends after our NYC, they were they were going clubbing, and they asked me. <clears throat> Before I, I was with them physically, I told them, oh, okay, I'll think about it, I'll try. Deep down, I knew I was not going to the club. But then I did not know how to say, oh, no, I'm not going with them. Without them feeling yeah. offended, like, who is this one? Do you get And then I got home, she had tried and tried, missed their calls. Eventually, when they now called me, I'm like, no, nah, I can't make it. And then I felt bad for myself because I feel like I should be confident the same way they are very confident enough to go to the club and make it known that oh they go clubbing. Yes. The same way I should be mm-hmm. confident enough. Do you get mm-hmm. if if I had already mm-hmm. made my stance known to them that oh no I don't do these kind of things. I feel like they wouldn't have even invited me not because oh they yeah. don't like me. They just know that oh that's not her thing. Do you get what I mean? So <clears throat> when it comes to those situations, your friends coming to tell you things that you probably don't don't agree with. If you already make your stance known to them, your values, your standards known to them, they would already know that, okay, she's not about that life. But then again, you want your friends to be able to trust you enough to tell you those things. Even if you guys don't have the same lifestyle, you want her to be be able to come and meet you and tell you that, oh, okay, I did this. I'm not happy about it. I feel like, first of all, we should be... The Bible says we should correct with love, right? So... Even in your tone when talking to them, it matters a lot because a lot of times when we say, when people say, oh, you're judging me, stop judging me, it is because of our tone or our expression when talking to them. So I feel like we should be careful in our tone, our expression, talk to them with love. As, instead of, you know, criticizing and judging them, why not offer alternatives? Do you get what I mean? Like, Say, okay, instead of doing this, why didn't you just do this? Why didn't you do that? Instead of saying, oh, no, this is wrong. You're a bad girl. Hmm. Um, You're going to go to hell and stuff like that. So watch Mm -hmm. your tone, correct with love, and make your stance known. Like, tell them that this is what your faith says, and you you just don't believe they should be doing that. It's not about whether, you know, you like them or not. You just don't. You're just not about that life. So I don't know if that answers it, but... um, correct with love make your stance known to them and offer alternatives to whatever it is they are doing if you go i mean so maybe they send you pictures you want they want to buy this dress and you know it's too revealing you know tell them okay why not buy something that is a bit covered there's a difference between saying so they send you this picture there's a difference between saying oh no this is too open i beg as opposed to, um, I think you should get something that is a bit covered. You're saying the same thing, mm-hmm. but in a, yeah. yeah, you're saying the same thing, but in a different way. 
See this thing I just said now, eh? <laughs> In my mind, my mind gave me Yimu, like, you that are saying this thing, do you do it? Because I feel like me, I can be very... <laughs> I can be very rude and it's not even intentional. Yeah, Yeah. it's not intentional, but we really need to work on it. It's something I'm trying to work on because I still have friends. I can't cut everybody off because honestly, yeah, I don't even take it personal anymore. So when you're like, when you're, I don't know me. I've known you for too long to take it personal. (laughs) Please, please, please. I'm changing, but Adobe, am I changing? I'm changing now. Of course, I still think that, like all of us, the Lord has a lot of work to do inside the bus. All of us are the same. We are still the struggle is continual. Well, I have, but myself, speaking of what you said, there's a difference between a friend saying, "Oh, I had sex with this guy today. I know I shouldn't have." And I feel bad about it. Yeah, and also like, "Oh, I had sex with this guy. It was so, so good. Great. I can't wait to go back tomorrow." You know, I have a, like so. Honestly, I mean, in that situation, is you have to just give it to the person and tell the person, see, you shouldn't be having sex. Premarital sex is wrong, blah, blah, blah. Like, is it... I feel like you should address the situation, like, address what they are telling you. You are supposed to say, ah, this thing you're doing is wrong. Do you get what I mean? You're, you're a bad person, mm-hmm. but say, okay, premarital mm-hmm. sex is bad. It's still about your tone, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's about mm-hmm. your tone. Just address, tell them what you believe, why you believe it is wrong, without making it about them, so to speak. So someone tells you, "Oh, I just duped somebody." Say, "Oh, okay. Um, you know this thing is wrong. This is stealing. Stealing is wrong. Stealing is a sin. Blah blah blah." As opposed to making it about them. Oh, you're a bad person. You're going to go to hell for this. Do you get what I mean? So yeah, but, it's I, but I want to push so... back on that comment though, because because I I do think that we're human beings, and so generally speaking, obviously, when when the the tone or the tact in which you, you used to address the situation really is important, mm-hmm. but I do feel like because we're we're human, when we when we hear something that is that is not that is not usual to us or that goes against us, our first instinct is to be defensive. So even if so there's some people, or even most people, that even if you go in the most loving way, this is gonna feel offended. Yeah, but I still, can... but I feel like those people are. For me, I feel like if you go in a loving tone mm-hmm. and they and they still offended, I feel like it's because they're getting convicted. Do you get what I mean? They're getting. They're probably saying, like they're probably um they're probably. They're probably struggling with what you have said. Mm. They're struggling to accept because I don't want it to be a situation of like because sometimes you could go in the nicest way and the person could still react, you know, very violently, and then you can now start questioning yourself like, oh my god, yeah. am I impressed? So you really have to know that not all the time is that going to work, mm-hmm. especially with people like you know when when the Bible says that God had sometimes your heart is very hardened. Yeah, you know when you're, I mean, when you're for example like um. Fair in the Bible, even us in, in in real life. Like if if somebody's heart has been devoted to not knowing God, yeah. not opening their heart to God, nothing you will say would make a difference. Yeah, that's the matter the tact mm-hmm. that you that that you even use. So of course, yes, um, 
be nice, be be thoughtful because you want the same to be done to you if they do yeah. something that is wrong. Yeah. But also be open that it's not gonna always be. Yeah, I mean, not, so you no. have a friend who you, who you did that to, said yeah. that in the nicest way, and she still reacted. Yeah. Like she just was like she, she thought she were being um, abrasive. Yeah. Exactly. So. <laughs> Anyway, I feel like CNN is you're right. We're all human beings. Not, every, not everybody's going to accept things the same way, but you can only try, do your best. And this exactly. just reminds me of one a statement I heard somewhere. Yeah, I think it was my church or something. Sure. The um the pastor said that do not um so I don't I'm going to um paraphrase what he said. He says don't judge or don't hold um, unbelievers or people who don't know Christ to Christ-like standards. Do you hear what I mean? So you're you're telling this person this sex is wrong or whatever it is is wrong. You're saying it because Christ is your standard. You're a follower of Christ. This is what the Bible yeah. has said. These people mm-hmm. don't even believe in Christ. They, they probably don't even know that. Okay, They don't even see why it is wrong because they are not followers of Christ. They are still slaves mm-hmm. to sin. They're in the world. Yeah. So... To them, mm-hmm. they are literally ignorant. It's a different thing when yeah. you're telling a Christian. Maybe a Christian fell and she now came to you. Oh my God, I did this. So when you're telling her this thing, she already knows. She's like, yes. But they, they are like, why? I don't see what is wrong. So yeah, I feel like people who are defensive and they are struggling with why whatever they did is wrong. You have that conversation. Tell them that okay, this is wrong, but it doesn't end there. Maybe you need to, if it's someone you're very close to and someone you really care about, maybe you need to keep going back and you know, just talking to the person about Christ. But if it's just a one-off conversation, say it and go. At least they know that this is what how you feel about the situation. I mean, that's just what mm-hmm. I feel like. You can't. At the end of the day, you cannot please everybody. And exactly. this thing, this thing about change or someone changing and becoming saved this is not really us that does it our work is to plant the yep. seeds like everything every mm-hmm. word you say is like a seed that has been planted and the holy spirit himself and god himself is going to change the person one day all these things you're saying the person is not a waste one day the person will remember these things and it will just bear fruits eventually and the person will be saved our, our job is just to pray for them and hope that you know they come to christ but i also mm-hmm. want to say that in our friendships with um, unbelievers, we should make sure that we represent Christ in the best way possible. Because yeah. a lot of people become saved because of your lifestyle. Okay, yeah. so talking to them might not... And this is very difficult with people. I don't know why it's so difficult to convert people who are very close friends or close rela- relatives as opposed to... You know, people who are just acquaintances or someone that's just working on the street. So it's easier to talk to all those people about God and make them change. But when someone is very close to you, you're trying not to offend. You just don't want to say the wrong things. But in situations like that, just let your lifestyle show Christ. Love genuinely. Love them like God loves them. And it's so hard to... I know it's so hard to not, you know, condemn people... But know that, see, you two at some point, too, yeah. you were not... Not even at some point. Even every day in yes, your life, you, you still fall. <laughs> you still yeah. yeah. So just love them the same way God loves them. Because honestly, God actually loves them and is just waiting for them and allowing them go through things that will now bring them to him. So just love them like God loves them. 
and represents Christ. Like you're an ambassador for Christ in their life. Everything you do should, you know, show for the light and be it so. Like you said, the best way to evangelize mm-hmm. is your life. Your if life your life style. is no better than theirs, yeah. then it's like they're not missing anything. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're like, if, there's not, then if, they, if, if, if you can't radiate, especially like, you know, doing trying times, if mm-hmm. you can't radiate joy, long suffering, perseverance, they say, mm-hmm. you know, it's unnatural, you know, because yeah. when, when the hard times come, it's supposed to be in despair and downshredding, but the Christian message is to persevere, have joy, regardless of whatever circumstance. So yeah. if they can't see that there's any major difference between both of you, mm. what are they missing? Absolutely nothing. Exactly. And another thing is, I think I think God does this on purpose. God God makes this when we're praying for our non-Christian friends. Um, you should I don't know if you've ever heard of one of the greatest theologians in Christianity. His name is Saint Augustine, and um, he's not. He's I mean, of course, he was a Catholic saint. He is a Catholic saint, but regardless of whether or not he was Catholic, he the works that he used, his theology is used by everyone today. Mm. And the story is his mother. His mother his, is called Saint Monica, and um, Saint Augustine. She, her, his mother prayed thirty years for his conversion wow. because he was like no good. He was a drunkard. Wow. He maybe had like children with different women, mm. and she prayed every day of her. Do you know what thirty years is wow. like? For you to pray for thirty years, yeah. and I think he he ended up giving his life to God at the age of thirty two or something. Mm-hmm. So you know, to us it's so long, but. I think like there's always a message in this thing. Yeah. God to, to be able to rely on God, mm-hmm. God's um, providence mm-hmm. every day, regardless mm-hmm. of whether or not it is what we mm-hmm. want. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. For me, or oh, I mean, I know that the human me. I'm always like so sad. Like sometimes I wish my friends were Christian because yes, they're still my friends and I love them. But you know, there's a deeper level of connection that you get with somebody when yeah. you share the same thing. Yeah. That we don't have because yeah. that's missing. Yeah. And sometimes I sit there and I think, and I'm like, oh God, I wish you know I would pray for them, and I'll just mm-hmm. be like, you know, our friendship would be so much better mm-hmm. if um, we, we we share the same faith. But mm-hmm. I think God just wants us to persevere yeah. and keep praying, and yeah. in His time, He will do it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, and this just reinforces what I always say: like the Christian life is a life of service. Like once you become a Christian, it's no longer about you. In fact. When you're praying, most yep. of your prayer points should be about other people because this body of Christ, we are one. Like it is one body of Christ and we need more people yep. to join this body. So you need to constantly intercede. That I mean, our follower, is G- the person we follow is Jesus and what Jesus is constantly yep. interceding for us. So we need to do that for our friends who are believers, for our friends who are unbelievers. We need to continue praying for them and it's so important that even in these friendships that we we underestimate the power of praying about the very little things so something as simple as oh god how do i answer this question that my friend just asked in a nice way that would not push her away it's also important seek wisdom from god the holy spirit the way he works and so it's so sweet like you'll just be answering and saying things and after that conversation yourself you know that ah this was not me do you get so mm-hmm. just pray mm-hmm. about it 
and let the holy spirit direct you and it's also important that you don't give up on these friendships people that you know that you genuinely love like i don't want to be someone who would cut some except i know that okay so when i when i you know became started taking my christian work seriously like you said there were people that i knew that see being friends with this person is pointless especially because you're still trying to grow and me i'm not going to lie to myself i know my strengths i know my weaknesses i know things that will trigger me i know where you know i know where i might fall i know people who might have great influence over me if you get what i mean so i just had to cut those people off for my own sanity not because i didn't love them or anything but because i did not want to be sucked sucked into their life but now that i am i think i'm getting better and you know i'm quite firm in my faith nothing can shake me this is not even about my faith let me say some certain lifestyle because i've always been firm in my faith it's just things that i knew i should not be doing now that i know Mm -hmm. that no shaking no even if you call me that let's go to this place i know i'm not going i now try not to cut certain people off i mean there's someone i almost cut off because i'm like nah this is this friendship is exhausting like i'm giving so much giving so much and she's still in this lifestyle and sometimes i mean the person is a christian no but then she still kind of meddles in certain things that she should not be meddling in even some things i started doing that i should not have been doing it was through her and then when I started taking this Christianity seriously, I'm like, nah, I can't be friends with this person. I, I even cut her off at some point because even the vibes I was getting from her, I'm just like, nah. But then I think it's the Holy Spirit. I had already told some of my other friends that, yeah, I'm done with this friendship. I'm not doing it again. But the Holy Spirit kept bringing her to my mind. I kept, I just found myself praying for her. And then the Holy Spirit is like, I should not give up on this babe. I should not give up on her because... I mean, it's not easy for some people. For some people, you just get saved and you just cut out the all the bad things you were doing, and it's yes. easy for you. For some people, yes. it's a struggle, especially if they are probably ad- were addicted to some things and all. It's a struggle for them. I saw that I I can see that this my friend really wants to change and you know get stop those things. So I'm supposed to be there for for her. Honestly, I feel like as a believer, if you have friends, if you're friends with certain people, you should see that. A privilege and an and honor to be friends with those people god placed you there for a reason you, you never want to make them feel like they cannot come and talk to you about something it doesn't even matter what it is yeah. even if yeah. let's say maybe they they you know get pregnant to, they decide that decide that okay i'm not having sex again and then they they you know they have sex and get pregnant and have an abortion you still want to be that friend they can come yeah. to I mean, yeah. there are some people who are friends who are Christians. They can never tell things because they are going to judge them. They are going to cancel them. Whatever it is, this friend knows that, okay, this is my stance on this. So, But still, she can come to meet me about things. And she knows that I'm always going to say the same thing. She knows that, okay, I love you, but I don't accept this lifestyle and all of that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I still just... I also have to remember that, that even while you were um, away from the Lord, you had friends praying yes, for you. Yes, exactly. So you want to pray forward as well. You want to pray for them and just, you know, love them, pray for them, be there for them and all of that. I think mm-hmm. we've come to the end of this podcast, right? Any yes, last words? I think. Yes, so <laughs> you yeah, guys. So, I mean, honestly, how, how I will end it is 
you know, friendship are important. They shape your life yeah. and pray intentionally mm-hmm. about the friends that you have and the friendships that you yeah. keep. Also, try not to, man, there's many things I didn't say. Don't try not to force your faith <laughs> on them. <laughs> I just remembering, yes. try not to force your faith on them because it is not by that. Don't force your, you can't force your faith on them. Just, you know, guide them. You know, it starts from the things just guide them tell tell them about christ tell them why you believe in in christ tell them how your life has improved so far don't be afraid to tell them that oh it's because of jesus this change because of jesus just be tell them your testimonies and just tell them things let your your life be as transparent as possible for them to see the goodness of god working in your life and that is how there is not by telling them that ah you are going to go to hello if you don't give your life to Christ, yeah. you are going to. That is probably going to make them afraid and just push you away. But gently tell them about the love of Christ. See, Christ yeah. has done this. Christ has done that. They are telling you, "Oh, I'm going through this. I'm depressed." Let them know that. See, once you have Christ, when you have Christ, all these things are going to be sorted. Things are going to get easy for you. The Holy Spirit is going to be your, you know, guide and everything. So yeah we've come to the end of this podcast you guys thank you so much for listening very good conversation yeah you guys are going to be seeing adobe more often because all the arguments we always having we should bring them to this podcast (laughs) i just need to be careful (laughs) anyway thank you so much adobe for doing this with me thank you for bringing me i really enjoyed the conversation same here love you babe bye bye so you guys thank you so much for listening for sticking with me we're going to talk about something interesting next time bye